You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are starting a brand new series entitled The Promise Fulfilled and uh, this is uh, a series on Christmas. Finally, uh, we're in December and how many of you are uh, feeling the actual Christmas already. Okay, I know that Filipinos, you started celebrating Christmas as early as September. In fact, uh, si, si dudes nga, as early as August, we bring ng, uh, ng gift. No? Uh, but last week, actually, I was uh, out and I want to thank Pastor Rain for preaching the word uh, and finishing the book of Malachi. Christmas is really about giving. Amen. Christmas is not about us. It's about Jesus. Christmas is about Christ. Christmas is about sharing His love and sharing His blessings to others. And that's exactly what we mean by promise fulfilled. Okay, so in this um, next four weeks, we're going to be looking at songs of Christmas. And I believe that we sense Christmas is because we, we see the lights, we see the deckers. But more than that, the moment you hear and listen to Christmas songs, you know Christmas is here, right? We hear songs like Joy to the World or... Heart the Herald, and so on and so forth. So we know that Christmas is here. What we're going to be studying in the next four weeks will be the songs, the first songs of Christmas during that time. And we're going to uh, journey through the book of Luke. We're going to look at Luke. And there are four songs that were sang by people who were marginalized. They were, uh, some of them were outcasts. Some of them were not recognized. They were lowly in society. Today, we're going to be looking at the song of Mary, a teenage girl, and you know her story. Uh, her song is called, uh, popularly known as the Magnificat. Everybody say the Magnificat. Okay, and then next week, we're going to be talking about the song of Zechariah called the Benedictus. These are all Latin uh, words, basically taken from the first line of their song from the book of Luke. Okay, The third song we'll be looking at in the third week will be the song of the angels with a shepherd when they sang Gloria. Okay? And so the last song will be the song of Simeon when he finally saw Jesus being presented by his parents, Mary and Joseph, at the temple. And the name of the song is Nunc Dimittis, okay? which literally means, I may now depart from this earth. Sa Tagalog, pwede na akong tumigo. Parang ganun, okay? Uh, that's exactly what that song means, okay? That finally I've seen the Savior, finally I've met the Messiah, and I can now depart in peace. Now, why are we looking at songs? Songs basically are poetry. And how many of you love songs? Please raise your hand. You like listening to songs, not necessarily singing those songs, right? Although some of you are really trying hard okay, to listen to Spotify or iTunes, and you're trying hard to sing those songs. My question for us is after this, what songs are you singing lately? Ano bang kanta mo ngayon? Okay, Pasko na sinta ko. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. You know, I don't know. You know what? You know, uh, or uh, Jesus in our hearts. Oh, I don't know what songs you're singing right now. Okay, but definitely, normally we sing songs based on our situation. We sing songs of victory. We sing songs of frustrations. We sing songs maybe if you're heartbroken. Okay, sana dalawa ang puso ko. Something like that. I don't know if you're singing that song. Para sa mga palikero yun, okay? Yung, mga, yung song na yun, okay? Well, I don't know what song you're singing right now. Maybe you're asking help from the Lord and you're singing a song 
Okay? Or you're singing to a loved one or a, you're brokenhearted. Okay? But yet, in, in the Bible, songs are designed to basically describe the promise that is fulfilled by God towards His people. About 27% of the Bible are written in poetry, song form. Okay? About 8,600 verses that you will find. One of the most famous books in the Bible about song is the book of what? Psalms. How many of you favorite yung psalm? How many of you read psalms every day? Hindi na kayo nagpapalit ng libro. Psalm na lang, the whole year, okay? Magpalit naman kayo, okay? Uh, meron pa ibang libro. May Proverbs, after that, may Ecclesiastes, meron Matthew. You know, there's so many, there's 66 books in the Bible. One of our favorite. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Psalms is a good, you know, nice book. It's one of our favorite. It's a nice, easy read. It's a, it's a book of poetry. There are different kinds of psalms. And, and I believe that uh, God has used these songs basically to describe His promises being fulfilled during the time of Jesus when He was born. Songs are meant to describe celebration. Family gathering, right? we, we gather around and we sing songs around, whatever, okay? If you have a Christmas tree or if you have a fireplace. I don't know what your house is, okay? Sa kainitan nito, may fireplace ka pa, diba? Parang gano'n, okay? So we celebrate, you know, parang, diba? Parang feel mo lang yung white Christmas, parang gano'n, diba? We tend to celebrate, but sometimes because in the midst of celebration, we tend to forget the real reason why we celebrate such. And sometimes Christmas can come as a dread. Christmas can come as a busy uh, season that we forget the reason why we celebrate this season. So I, I hope that we will not forget that Christmas ultimately is the time when God finally has fulfilled His promise to us, His people. In uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, this is not yet the text this afternoon. I just want to read this is one of the promises of God through the prophet Isaiah about 800 years before the actual birth of Jesus Christ. It says, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Everybody say, a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name, what name? Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And that's exactly who Jesus is. He's Emmanuel. God with us. The God who actually walked literally on the face of this earth. He became a human being just like you and me. And that's what we're going to be looking at this evening, or this afternoon rather, Magnificat. The song that Mary sang when God somehow changed her plans. You know, she had a great plan of getting married to Joseph. Eventually, yeah, that's still pushed, pushed through. But there was more like a distraction. Something that happened in the middle of her plans. But my question for us this afternoon is, why is Mary Mary? Bakit masaya pa rin siya despite the fact that God changed her plans? She was not in distress. She was never in doubt. In fact, she responded in faith. Let's look at the text this evening. In Luke chapter 1, kung meron kayong Bible, if you have your Bibles, please open to Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55. If you have your Bibles, you probably notice that in that section heading, it says, Mary's Song of Praise, the Magnifica. So let's start reading from verse 46 until verse 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, 
And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Let's bow heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would bless the preaching of your word this afternoon. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to illuminate this word. And we thank you that you will give us a a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you even better. That you are a God who is mindful of us. You are a God who is mighty to save. And you are a God who is showing mercy to your people. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can rejoice just like Mary in whatever situation that we're facing in life. May you encourage your people, God. Indeed, we uh, acknowledge that you are the helper uh, that we have and you are the lifter of our head. Encourage us and put new faith in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Just to give us a short background on, you know, when did Mary sing this song, Magnificat? Ano bang, ano bang setting? Why did suddenly, you know, Mary started singing this song? Is it just trip lang niya? You know, was she in the shower? You know, just, you know, my soul magnifies. You know, was she taking a bath? You know, what was the context of this song? We will find the story is really about a girl who's a teenager. How many of you are teenagers? Please raise your hand. Teenagers here. Yung totoong teenager, ha? Okay, yung totoong teenager. How many of you are teenager? You're, you're age 13 to 19. Please raise your hand. Wow. Daming bata, no? Okay. Alright, so thank you. You know, Mary was a teenager. In fact, uh, you know, some historians or biblical scholars would say that Mary was probably in the age of 13 to 16, or maybe 15, okay? So she was a teenager, but what's unique about her is she was already engaged or betrothed to be married. Sino sa inyo ready na magpakasal? Mag-aral muna kayo, ha? Batang-bata ka pa. Okay? Parang ganun, okay? So anyway, we will find that in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, In the sixth month, of the, uh, in, the sixth of, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To whom? To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. So that was the starting point. There's this teenage girl who was excited already to get married. And she's planning, you know, when you talk about betrothal in the nation of Israel, betrothal is more committed than being engaged, okay? In betrothal, it's almost like you are married without the physical union, okay? Without the big day yet. So, I'm pretty sure that Mary, in her mind, she's actually making big plans for her wedding day. 
She's already sent out all the emails, save the date, something like that. She's, you know, she's uh, looking at the different caterers. She's canvassing all the flower shops. She's already reserved some videography. She's so excited. How many of you know that it's almost like every little girl's dream to have a dream wedding? How many of you wives here remember that day when you got married? Masaya ba kayo? Pa, hindi na kayo masaya ngayon. Okay? Masaya, masaya pa, di ba? And you know, you were so excited for that big day to come. She was looking forward to that big day when they're finally gonna exchange rings and they're gonna say, I do. They're gonna, you know, have a nice honeymoon off to, I don't know, to Palawan. I don't know where they're going. But yet, suddenly, when the angel appeared, things changed. How many of you know that every time an angel appears in the Bible, your plans actually changes? It will change. How many of you have plans for 2018? Please raise your hand. Sino siya na for 2018? You have your planner. Ininom yung lahat ng kape para kumuha ng planner. Di ko maintindihan yun eh. You spend 2,000 plus to get a planner? Kasi libre naman eh. Binayaran yun rin po. Anyway, so anyway, that's beside the point, okay? So, you're drinking, so, so you're making plans for 2018. So, you're, you know, you're about, we're about to fast in January. You're making plans already. And so, so, you know, sometimes, even in the midst of plans, when God shows up, He has the authority to change all our plans. Amen. Because He is God. And that's exactly what happened to Mary. Mary suddenly had a change of plan. Suddenly, God shows up through the angel and He said to Mary, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Sabi mo sa mo, the Lord is with you. At sumagot ka rin, pabalik, and also with you. Yan, dapat para film mo, okay? So anyway, so the angel appeared to Mary. You are highly favored because the Lord your God is with you. And the angel said to her in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You know, every time an angel appears, this is the normal greeting of the angel to people. Do not be afraid. Don't be, because you know what? If you see, how many of you have seen the literal, literal angel? Because the angels that we see in the malls or in Deckers are these little cute, little chubby babies with diapers. How many of you have seen angels with diapers? With little, you know, with little... Uh, you know, with little bow and arrow, you know, as if, you know, how many of you are not going to be scared with that? Of course, they're cute. I cute naman, baby na angel. Di ba? But, you know, real angels in the Bible are scary. Every time they're going to show up before people, people would either drop, you know, on their knees or drop dead because they're scared of angels. They're these huge creatures with six wings, and they can actually kill in one sitting 70,000 men. That's how powerful an angel was. So an angel appears, appears to Mary, and, and she said, Don't be afraid. I'm here to give you good news, for you have found favor from God. You know, sometimes the good news that God has for us may not necessarily be good news for us. It doesn't sound good. Can you imagine Mary was a virgin and the angel said, Behold. Everybody say, Behold. You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name 
Jesus, wow! Para sabi ni Mary, how can this be? I am a virgin. Hindi yung sa kanta ni ano, Madonna, okay? And I am a virgin. And you know, the, literally, no man has ever laid on Mary. She was reserving her virginity for Joseph. And can you imagine the shame, the scandal, the treachery, the infidelity, and the possible death that will arise because of her unfaithfulness to her future husband? Because the punishment for someone who actually was unfaithful was stoned to death. Are, we, are you tracking with me? So, medyo serious ito. So, with the angel, she said, you have found favor with God on the part of Mary. How can that be a favor for me? I am planning for my big day and here I am, I am pregnant. What will I say to Joseph? If you were Mary, how will you break the news to your fiancé, Joseph? Joseph, I have some good news and some bad news. I mean, how, how, you, know, you have to be creative, right? The good news is, uh, God is going to give us a Savior. Okay, that's exciting, Mary. What's the bad news, okay? I am pregnant. Can you imagine? How can you say who is that guy who actually impregnated you? And Mary will just say, uh, his initial is HS. Holy Spirit. You know how, I mean, how, how can you say that news to your fiancé? Break it to me gently? Or just break it properly? Or just say it? In another account, of course, we see that Joseph secretly had in mind to divorce Mary. That's found in Matthew chapter 1. Not here. Because she did not, he did not want Mary to be put to trial and to shame as well. But an angel also appeared to Joseph and said, Pakasalan mo yan at samahan mo yan because we have plans for both of you. So how many of you are excited to see an angel in your prayer time? Please raise your hand. Right now, okay? Yes! May mga nagkataas ng kamay, okay? Humanda kayo kay Lord, okay? Anyway, so, and Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Everybody say, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Speaking words. No, no, no. Ibakan tayo, okay? Let it be to me according to your word. Hindi kanta ng Beatles, okay? Kanta to ni Mary. And she said and she uttered, Let it be done to me according to your word. You can find the character of Mary to be one of faith, one who puts her trust. She was humble enough to submit to the will of God despite the fact that she was not sure about the future. All she knew that God was with her. Amen. And how many of you know that that is what faith is all about? As long as you know that you know that God is with you, no matter what circumstance or situation or difficulty that you will face, you know God will take care of us. Amen? Come on now. That's the God that we serve. And that's what faith is all about. Faith is being sure of things hoped for and being certain of things that we do not see. Mary, the response of Mary is, so what will I do? Biglang, boom! There's suddenly a child in her womb. So, the next verse, in verse 39, it says, In those days, Mary arose 
and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. So here's another scenario. Okay, We're going to talk about Zechariah and Elizabeth next week. Zechariah was a high priest, and he was they were praying for children. Elizabeth was old and barren. Mary was young and a virgin. Both were found with child. Zechariah and Elizabeth are now having John the Baptist. And the cousin of Jesus, he's the cousin of Jesus. And so that was the context, okay? At this point, Elizabeth is already pregnant with John the Baptist, okay? And we're going to come back to that story next week. In verse 41, and when Mary heard the greeting of, uh, sorry, and when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, what happened? The baby leaped in her womb. Biglang suddenly, John the Baptist na excited. The moment Mary, who's pregnant, entered the house of Elizabeth, biglang si John inside Elizabeth, nag-high-five kay Jesus. High-five, bro! How are you, cuz? Pinsan! Pinsan! High-five silang dalawa, okay? And you know, they were leaping inside the womb because that's through the Holy Spirit. Did Mary share to Elizabeth her predicament already? There's no text message. There's no email. There's no telegraph during that time. Yet prophetically... Through the Holy Spirit, God revealed that even to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, the Bible says, was filled. Everybody say, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry. Can we all read this out loud? One, two, three. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How many of you are familiar with this? Dinadasan niyo And let me just clarify this. Why did God choose Mary? Did God choose Mary because she was sinless, just like Jesus? And I want to be careful here this afternoon because I know that most of us grew up as good Catholics. And part of the teachings that we were taught is the Immaculate Conception. But yet I realized that as I was reading the Scripture that Mary also declared her need of a Savior, which is what we're going to be looking at in her song. The reason why God considered her highly favored is not because of what she has done, but because God simply chose her out of the many women right there in the nation of Israel. Amen. Remember the time uh, last series when we were talking about the first week God chose Jacob over Esau? Remember that? Why did God choose Jacob over Esau? Was it because Jacob was better than Esau? No. Jacob was a deceiver. He stole the birthright. He was, you know, he was crooked in his ways. And yet, because I have loved you, I chose you. In the same way, God just chose Mary out of all the women. And that's the reason why the angel was saying, you are highly favored. Not because of what you've done, not because of who you are, not because of your accomplishments, not because of your family background. In fact, she was a humble, you know, lowly girl, a virgin with a low social status. But yet God chose her out of the many women there simply because of the sovereignty of God. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And who is that fruit? His name is Jesus. In verse 43, And why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, 
when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. How many of us are still waiting for the promises of God to be fulfilled in our life? I believe that you have a promise that you're claiming. I have a promise that I'm claiming through the scripture. And the Bible says, blessed are you if you believe for the fulfillment of what was spoken to you by the Lord. Let's look at the Magnificat very quickly. Mary said, my, my soul magnifies the Lord. Everybody say magnifies. You know, magnifies comes from the Greek word megaluno. Everybody say megaluno. Megaluno means to increase, to, to make big, okay, and to magnify. That's exactly what this song is all about. And they, they've taken the first line of the song to magnify, to see God for who He is. How many of you know that we are serving a big God? We're serving a great God. That's the song that we have been singing. How great is our God? We're serving a big God. In fact, uh, Pastor John Piper has mentioned that it, this means that this particular uh, text okay is uh, the, the way to illustrate this it it's not as if you're looking at God from the lens of a microscope because you're magnifying God through the lens of a microscope because he's small and you're trying to make him big it's more like you're taking the Hubble telescope and you're taking it outside in the open area and you're looking at the whole universe and you're searching for the biggest star in the entire universe it's already big but you can't see it because it's far and you're magnifying you're looking at it for who it is. And that's how God is to us. Amen. He is huge. He's big already. And yet Mary in verse 47, this is what I'm saying. And my spirit rejoices in God. My what? My Savior. She's acknowledging her need of a Messiah and a Savior and a person who would actually save her. There's only one mediator between God and man and His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why, you know, even the term uh, veneration you know we we don't pray to mary okay we pray to the father in the name of jesus amen mary is blessed we would celebrate and we would give her honor we're not here to bash mary we're here to celebrate and you know uh, somehow honor her for the place in history that god has used her which is the mother of the baby jesus she she she, she was used as a vessel to be able to deliver uh, that baby Jesus. In fact, in that song earlier, the child that you deliver will soon deliver you. Remember that song? Mary did you know, okay? And he eventually, together with all of us, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was dying for every person in the world, including her own mother, Mary. We can only state how big God is when we understand our own state. And Mary recognized her need of a Savior. And here we see that she was uh, rejoicing in the Lord, His Savior. In verse 48, it says, For He has placed, or He has looked on the humble estate of His servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For He who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is His name. Three things about this song very quickly. God is mindful of His people. Can we say these words? God is mindful of His people. The word mindful literally means to turn the Lord's eyes toward us. In other words, God is never too busy for His people. Amen. 
Another way to say, to say mind, uh, mindful is to look at, to show special attention, to consider, to come about, to remember with favor. How many of you know that you are highly favored by God as well? That is what mindful is all about. Okay, To express concern, to act with loving care. That is what being mindful is all about. You know, sometimes uh, it is just so unimaginable that a person in high position would actually call you and know who you are. Can you imagine with me for a moment? A few weeks ago, the ASEAN was here and President Duterte was hosting the different heads of state. What if, for example, out of the blue, during the time of the ASEAN, I receive a phone call, okay? And I answer the phone call and I say, uh, this is Ariel, who is this please? And on the other line, sumagot, okay? Hi, Ariel. This is President Rodrigo Duterte. How would you feel if you receive a call like that? Ano to? Wow, You don't even know if that is true, okay? So you're gonna ask, uh, Sir, uh, is this real? Yes, I am here with President Donald Trump. I am here with uh, the Premier of China. I'm here with President Putin and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and then you're wondering, why are you calling me? And, and you answer politely, Sir, uh, what can I do for you? And he asks you, uh, did you have lunch already? I just want to check on you if you already ate your lunch, you're about to eat dinner. Did you take your vitamins na? Parang, can you imagine if a president of the Philippines would call you like that? How many of you know that that is unimaginable and thinkable? But yet, the God of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords is mindful of us. Amen. He is never too busy for you and for me. He thinks about you every time. Mindful means his mind is full of you. Can you imagine that for a moment? How many of you are married here? Please raise your hand. How many of you are mindful towards your spouse? All the time. Talaga? Walang distraction? We're not like God. Even David said this in Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. As he was writing in verse 3, he was just talking about, Consider the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have put in place. And then he said in verse 4, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? This God of the universe, the one who created the heavens and the earth and all the stars and the planets and the galaxies, and He is continuing to create new nebulae and new stars every single day, is mindful of us. How many of you know that God is such a big God? And when you, know, when you look at God's size, if there is such a description, maybe the earth compared to God is like a speck of dust. Are you tracking with me? And you are in that earth. You are in that speck of dust. Can you imagine? Meron ba ganun yun? Anong tawag sa dust? At nandudun ka sa loob ng dust. You are an atom. I don't know what particle you are. But God cares for this dust. God cares because you are there in that dust. Amen. What is man that you're mindful of us? The son of man that you care for him. Amen. God knows the number of your hair before yesterday, today, and even in the future. Maski na mabawasan yan, alam ni Lord. He's updated actually. Yung database niya updated. You are fearfully 
and you're wonderfully made in the eyes of God. Amen. God is mindful of His people. Can we just give the Lord praise for that? He's mindful of your eternal state. He's mindful of your earthly needs. He knows what you're going through right now. Maybe you're going through a difficult time in your marriage. He's mindful of you. Maybe you're having a difficult time in your finances and you're believing God for finances. He is mindful of you. Maybe this year was a bad year for you because you've lost a loved one in your family. And it's the first Christmas that you will spend without that love or that person. He is mindful and He knows your situation and He cares for you. Maybe you're a student and your grades are in the grave. He is mindful of you. Amen. And He has the power to raise that from the dead. Amen. (laughs) He is mindful of us, whatever your situation is. Maybe your marriage is having a, dif- you're having a difficulty in your marriage. He's mindful and He knows what you're going through. Don't ever think that God does not care. He knows exactly what you're going through. Just like Mary. Mary was a small teenage girl who has got big dreams, but yet God changed her plan because he was, she was, he was mindful of her. And not just for her, but for the other people's uh, in this world. God is mindful for His people. Aren't you glad that God is not like a bank? That when you pray, you don't get a number and you wait for your queue. You're number 518 and they're serving 55. pa ng mga 500 plus. Hello? You know, how many of you know that it, with God, you are a preferred customer? You can just go in there and tell what your needs are. And I believe God will supply everything that we need according to God's riches in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's the God that we serve. He is mindful of us. In verse 50, it says, In His mercies for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has uh, scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Not only is God mindful of us, but God is also what? Mighty in His work. In other words, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. With man, things may be impossible, but with God, things will always be possible because nothing is too difficult for Him. It may be your business, maybe your family, maybe your marriage, maybe your Relationship status. Lord, andito pa ako. Pasko na naman. Ito pa rin ang status ko. He is mindful of you. And He is mighty. Hindi mo kailangan tulungan si Lord. Okay? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. We see this in verse 37 of Luke chapter 1. For nothing will be impossible with God. Even Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 just Take note of the scripture. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. God is mighty and our response should just be humility. Whatever it is that you're going through, He's not only mindful and He's not only caring for you, He's got the power to deliver you from that thing. Amen. It may be an impossible situation of provision. You may be deep in debt. Your business may actually be on the bankruptcy your family is probably in ruins. Guess what? God is always mighty and He cares for His people. In verse 53, it says, He has filled the hungry 
with good things. How many of you like this verse? Okay? How many of you are hungry already? And the Bible says, yun yung promise niya, pag gutom ka, bubusugin ka ni Lord. How many of you know that? He fills the hungry with good things. And the rich, He has sent away empty. He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy as He spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to His offspring forever. God is mindful. God is mighty to save. And God is merciful in all His ways. You know, somehow in this song of Mary, she was describing specific people wherein God would just willingly show His mercy to. First group of people that God will show mercy to are the humble. How many of you are humble? Please raise your hand. You're, you're proud to be humble. Come on. <laughs> Parang hindi bagay, ano? There was one pastor who was awarded the most humble person in America. And uh, the church basically gave him a medal. And he wore that medal the next Sunday. And when the media found out, they stripped him of that title already. Okay? So anyway, so it's kind of hard because, you know, when you talk about humility, humility is not false humility, you know. Ang galing mo mag-basketball, hindi naman. Tanggapin mo, thank you. you know, ang galing mo kumanta, hindi naman si Lord. Ikali ng boses yun, di ba? Ikaw yun eh. Just accept it, but don't flaunt it, okay? If you are talented, you know, just, just say thank you. And if you make a mistake, say sorry for that mistake. Humility is actually saying sorry for the wrong things you've done, even if you think you are right. Sino sa inyo may asawa rito? Please raise your hand. How many of you, misan, ang hirap magsabi ng sorry sa misis mo? Or sa mister mo? Diba? Kasi pagka nag-sorry ka, parang, oh, kita mo, mali ka na naman. Lagi kang mali. Diba? Parang, parang ganun yung reaction nila. Diba? Parang sometimes we feel that, you know, when we humble ourselves, it's their weapon against us. No. God loves people who are humble. Mary realized and recognized her situation, her state before the Lord. You know, humility is properly recognizing your estimation and your stand before the Lord. That is what humility is all about. And God loves humility. Second group of people, okay, first is humble. Second are the hungry. Sino hungry? Please raise your hand, okay? Hungry. Pagka hungry ka raw, merciful si Lord sa'yo. Kasi lahi kang gutom, parang ganun, okay? You know, we tell our children, don't eat junk food before dinner. Why? Because you lose your appetite, right? And with that, you won't get hungry anymore. And I realize that in the Spirit, some people are no longer hungry for God because why? They have already taken so much junk food from the world. Oh. Kaya pala hindi ka mahilig kay Lord. Punong-puno ka sa mundo, okay? Take away the junk food, be hungry for God, and the Bible says you will be filled with the knowledge of God. Amen? And last is the helpless. The humble, the hungry, the helpless. God is merciful to those who are helpless. How many of you sometimes, your situation mo, you feel like you're helpless? Good yan. Hindi mo kailangan tulungan si Lord. You cannot help God. You know why? Because the more you help God, the more you'll ruin the situation. There's a saying that goes, God helps those who help themselves. That's a big lie. The reality is, God helps those who cannot help themselves. Amen. Because God likes us when we are helpless and we're constantly crying out to Him. Amen. Christmas 
the first Christmas celebrated is really about celebrating God's glory and magnifying Him for who He is. It's celebrating God's glory revealed and His grace that redeems. And I'm so happy and I'm so glad. You know, Christmas is not just about happiness. Happiness is based on happenings. Right? Pag may party, happy. Pag walang party, hindi ka na happy. Pag may bonus, happy. Pag wala kang bonus, hindi ka na happy. Pag may bago kang gadget, happy. Pag wala kang bagong gadget, hindi ka happy. Christmas is really not about happiness. It's more like joy. That's why we're singing joy to the world. Because joy is anchored on the relationship that we have with our God. Amen. No matter what situation you're in, it may be a good situation or a not-so-good situation, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. It's during this time of the year when we would remember our son, our only son, who passed away about 14 years ago. He actually died right after Christmas of 2003. And early on in November, while my wife was decorating the house, just suddenly she cried and she, she remembered Jerome. Parang sabi niya, love, I can't help it. But I just, I sabi ko sa kanya, you know, siyempre, you know, that's really, you know, God just allowing you to get healed. And through these years, you know, we've been grateful to the Lord because we felt like God is mindful of us. God did not just leave us right there grieving until now. When we were going through that painful situation in 2003, right after that, you know, our song was not joy to the world. Our song was actually Silent Night. Tahimik lang kami. Wow. Ang bigat. God was definitely supplying us with His grace. But we realize that God is mighty in His ways shown towards us. A few months after, I probably share this story. We received a prophetic word that God's going to bless us again with two children, with two arrows in our quiver. The next year, May 2005, Anna was born. And right after that, the next year, 2006, Andrea was born. God is mindful of us. Amen. He is mighty for us. And I believe that the joy of the Lord will constantly be your companion. No matter what situation you're going through, His mercy will be given to us if we ask Him for that. Amen. Can we just give the Lord praise this afternoon? Can we bow our heads right now as we come to a close? Maybe you are in a situation that is so overwhelming. Maybe it's an impossible situation. Maybe it's beyond you. Maybe you're talking about health that you have. Or maybe a, raw, uh, a diagnosis that the doctor just broke the news that you have a uh, debilitating disease or maybe someone in your family has that. It may be a relationship that has gone sour. It may be a business that closed. It may be a job that you lost. It may be a friendship that you actually have lost as well. Whatever your situation is, we can present this to God. Amen. He's mindful of us. He's got the power and the might to save us from whatever predicament or situation that you have. And His mercy is extended to those who are humble, to those who are in need, to those who are hungry, to those who are helpless. If that is you, as every eye is closed, every head bowed down, if that is you, if you are facing a situation that is beyond your capability to get out of, just lift up your hand right now. I want to pray for you. 
I believe that that's a lot. There's a lot of people here going through situations. Maybe it's about your relationship. Maybe it's about your marriage, your family. Maybe it's about finances. Maybe it's about your health. Maybe it's about a sin that you're struggling with against. Maybe it's about a, a habit that you wanted to break free from. I don't know what that is, but God knows. And He's mindful. And He wants to help us. Father God, you see these hands. Thank you, Lord, that as we come before you and humble ourselves, we recognize our need. We recognize that we cannot help ourselves and get out from this situation unless you intervene. We thank you, Lord God, that nothing is too difficult for the Lord and there is nothing impossible that God cannot fix. So even right now, I pray that you breathe the breath of new life in our situations, in our families, in our finance, in our health, in our relationships. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. Indeed, you are a great God. And just like Mary, we magnify you for who you are. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are beyond our situation. You are beyond our problems. You are bigger than what we are facing right now, God. And we put our complete trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. Thank you for being mindful of us. Thank you for being mighty for us. Thank you for showing mercy to us, your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Can we just bow our heads for the last time? Maybe some of us here have not yet received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's a real reason why He came here to save us from our sins. In the book of Titus, it says, He saved us not because of the righteous things that we have done, but simply because of His mercy. And I'd like to invite everyone, with no exception, to pray this prayer out loud. I'll start right now and just follow along with me. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and I need a Savior. Thank you for going to that cross and paying the penalty for all my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and I believe that He was raised from the dead. Thank you for your grace and your eternal life that you have given to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.